Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehila Community Podcast. We are here in Studio C today. Uh, I'm Ryan Cabrera, your co-host, and I'm here with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Great to be here. It's awesome. It's a little warm, but it's great. Well, yeah. Yeah, this this building and the AC, it just like the little engine that could, you know, the heat outside, the sun, it's like a hundred degrees, maybe. I think that I don't know. like it was one of those things where like it feels like you know, hundred and thirteen temperature outside. I think it's eighty nine, so it doesn't you sound as dramatic <laughs> as I was hoping for. Eighty eight degrees, right? But what happens is when the weatherman comes on, he'll say like it's this t- temperature, but it feels like a hundred and ten or something crazy like that. So. I don't quite understand how all that works. Let's do it. But I know it feels like 110. I could say that, you know, of assurance. And the last few days, like I even in the pool, it's just like the pool's hot. You know, like how did this <laughs> happen? <laughs> so um, we're going to be studying the tour portion today, which is very exciting. Kitavo. Uh, before we get into that, I got a few announcements for upcoming events and yes. uh, some things that just happened. Uh, we had Lars and Harriet and Narson and their granddaughter Shia with us uh, the past few days over this weekend. What an anointed time we've had with them. Uh, I believe all of the services that we had with them were all uh, live streamed. On YouTube, yeah, YouTube channel. So you can go and find those on Facebook as the archived um uh, you know, services, but also I believe that on the YouTube channel they'll be out here coming in the this coming week, uh, cut, you know, into just oh, yeah. the messages and, and fan- Excellent. fantastic. Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, and uh, we've also got our fall feast celebrations coming up. And so I've got a little flyer here that we have in our lobby, uh, but this information is also on our website. But the first date I at least want to give you is the Monday, September 6th at 7 p.m. Uh, is our Yom Teruah or the Blowing of Trumpets celebration. And that is themed this year, Make Way for the King. That's right. It reminds me of uh, that scene in Aladdin where they're like, make way for Prince Ali. <laughs> wow, that sounds pretty cool. But ours is not Prince Ali. Ours no. is uh, Yeshua. Yeshua. Amen. The king of kings, right? Not just some little province That's right. or anything like that. So um, I don't think we have any more announcements right now. No. Um, even if we did, I, I wouldn't remember Check them. out the other podcasts, right, with your guest speakers. So, yes, I will be releasing a, a podcast with Avi Lipkin. Uh, you know, when I first came to Beit Tehillah, I had seen Avi before I ever came to Beit Tehillah. And so when I heard you guys knew him, I was like, they've got a celebrity coming to Beit Tehillah. Right. Jewish rock star, baby. I told him that and he got a kick out of it. Yeah. So it was oh, yeah. He fun. is famous. I got his autograph. He's super famous. Yeah. I got, got all their autographs. He's written like seven or eight books. Yeah. Um, he's got, he was telling me like speaks tw- three languages. 27 hours of yeah. teachings or something like that on those DVDs and stuff. Speaks oh, yeah. at least three languages. Yeah. I mean, no, English. Hebrew, Spanish, and Russian. So that's four. Yeah. So, I mean, there's got to be more than that, you know. Um, so he's, he gets, he's, he knows his stuff. And then his wife, oh, in Arabic probably. I think he speaks some Arabic. Uh, I know his wife speaks Arabic. Um, I think so. She's Egyptian. Right. Rachel. Um, but yeah. And then uh, I also did a podcast with Lars and Narsen. 
uh, which was an anointed time. I can't wait for you to see it. I, you haven't even seen that one yet. No. So um, that was a, a good time. And talk about like he was going through the Bible, you know, and like I was like trying to keep up with him. You know what I mean? Just like he's always yeah. flipping here, flipping. And you know what else? I think when he comes to the States, he buys a new Bible. There's no highlights. So he's like, let us turn to, you know, whatever the scripture is. And yeah. he knows the, the chapter and the verse. And that. he's, boom, he's right there. Yeah. No keyword study Bible, none of that no. stuff. I mean, he's, he's just like zoned in. He's a theologian. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. And then With I'm the like, spirit. and then I'm like highlighting theologian as I'm going the spirit. through it and all that. So, wow. all right. So what do you say we get started with the Torah portion? All right. What is it? All right. The Torah portion today is Kitavo, which means when you enter. This is the Torah portion found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 26 and verse 1, and ending in chapter 29 and verse 9. Wow, we're really making some progress here, Ryan, because I want to remind everyone that Deuteronomy is the book of remembrance, and there are five key words found in the book of Deuteronomy. Remember, obey, blessing, curse, and covenant. And the book of Deuteronomy is broken up into four sections, four parts, uh, chapters 1 through 4 are remembrances of the past. Uh, chapter 4 and verse 44, all the way through chapter 26, is commandments for the present. Very interesting. Uh, chapters 27 through 30, options affecting the future. That's what we're going to be covering today. We're closing out commandments for the present, uh, part 2, going to part 3. Options affecting the future, chapters 27 through 30. The last and final part of the book of Deuteronomy, the fourth part, is the parting words of Moses found in Deuteronomy 31 through 34. So we're going to be getting into the tail end here of the commandments for the present, and we're going to be moving quickly into options affecting the future. So right out of the gate here, Deuteronomy chapter 26, we have harvest offerings. Harvest offerings, that's right. Were the children of Israel to bring the first of all the fruit of the earth to the priest after they entered the promised land? Yes, first fruits. Agricultural calendar here. Bring in your goodies, you know. It's kind of interesting. They're really promoting, because the times we're living in, there could be a scarcity of food to create your own gardens. Very interesting how we kind of come full circle. And then the Garden of Eden. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Uh, the priest was to put the basket that contained the first fruits before the altar of the Lord. And then, of course, in the third year, a special tithe was collected. Wow. In the third year, a special tithe was collected. You know, it's so interesting how we have tithing and then we have offerings you know, uh, right. which are above and beyond. So there's so many opportunities to give that are outstanding. And if you're not even doing the tithe, then you don't even get to really experience all the other ways that you could actually give. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with somebody from our congregation. They were taught to give 20% to huh. cover everything. Yeah. That's your offerings, your tithes, uh, and, and that, I don't know the concept behind that, but anyway, uh, 20%. You know, there's some, so J.C. Penney um, and some other wealthy uh, you know, businessmen that are out there were reverse tithers, meaning they gave 90% and they lived on 10. Wow. Yeah, J.C. Penney was one of those guys. Just think about it. You give to what you believe in. Yeah. Think about where your money's going. Yeah. Mine's going to the kids. <laughs> and the wife. What two things flowed from the land? Well, it says here milk and honey. Which we can't have right now. <laughs> but that's all right. Two things flowed from the land, milk and honey. It's kind of funny. You know, I like milk in my coffee the cream yeah and then i have my my honey and my tea at night so like i'm literally there in my mind the land of milk and honey yeah just not you know geographically correct sure. uh god's people are to keep the following five things this is really good yeah walk in his ways 
keep his statutes, keep his commandments, keep his judgments, and hearken to his voice. Wow. Hearken to his voice. You know, Ryan, the theme is hear his voice and keep his covenant. Yeah. See, we break covenant. We go do our own thing. We kind of become a wandering Ephraimite or whatever we wander. <laughs> Instead of a wandering we're Jew. We're a loiterer, you know. We're just loitering, soliciting, solicitation. And it's like, and then we don't hear God's voice. And it's kind of sad because then God, you know, uh, when that happens, you know, it's, there's, there's, not, there's not really good things that can happen. But, um, yeah, walk in his ways, keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, hearken to his voice. Uh, what kind of people were the children of Israel? So they were a peculiar people, a peculiar treasure, a unique possession. You know, I have uh, some references here for a peculiar treasure. Uh, the word is segula, uh, and it's, it's also found in 19.5. Uh, now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Once again, a peculiar treasure, a segula. Uh, it's also found in Deuteronomy 14.2, Ecclesiastes 2.8. Now, Ryan, if you can go to John 10, verses 27 through 20, I want to make a point here. This word segula means to shut up. It means to hold, to shut up. Hey, shut up. And it means wealth, and it means special. So little, think about it. To shut up, to hold. Right. To, it's wealth, and it's special. So it's a jewel not worn, but held in the hand. So in John 10, verses 27 and 28, check out what Yeshua says in reference to this, how special we are. And this is in reference to the Gentiles. Yep, it says here, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So those of you that are listening to this podcast or, or even watching the video, um, I really want to encourage you to know that you are segula. Jesus said it. Yeah, he did. You know, uh, God will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay, that's true. You can go your own way, and he'll watch you struggle, and he'll be there to pick up the pieces. You know, but I'll tell you, when you draw near to God... He'll draw near to you. It's true. And the heart of God right now is for the Jewish people. His heart is towards Israel and Jerusalem and the Jewish people. And there's a lot of scriptures that talk about how God is upset with the nations for dividing up the land. And right. Scattering his people. He's not happy with that stuff. Land for peace doesn't work. That's not biblical. So mm -hmm. uh, once again, I just want to encourage you in this, that you are a segulat. You are a unique possession. Any thoughts on that, Ryan? I do. I want to run just back real quick to the verses um, 16 and 17. This day the Lord God commands you to observe these statutes and judgments. Therefore, you shall be careful to observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, God is asking for us to put our heart and our soul into something. Um, you know, I, I think that maybe we don't put enough emphasis on that, uh, especially in broader Christianity, that God is saying, hey, this is, this is what I want you to put your heart and soul in, you know? And so there's two words there, statutes and judgments, um, are not Torah. It's not Torah there. It's hokim and mishpatim. Hokim uh, being uh, Numbers 2706 and mishpatim being Numbers 4941. So, which, which is so it's statutes it is, is, is hokim, right? How do you spell that? Uh, it's going to be H-O-K-I-M. Um, uh, is there a number? 40, uh, 2706. What is it? Uh, Hokim, H-O-K-I-M, 2706. Hokim. Yes, Hokim. 
And then and that's a statute. Right. And then the judgments is Mishpatim, or if it's a judgment, it's Mishpat. And that is Numbers uh, 49, 41. It's interesting. Sometimes when you see like parking signs or something, you'll see a Florida statute. Right. For like parking or something. Florida statute, whatever. Right. So that's Mishpatim. Now, both of these words can be used in different contexts. Like the judgment can mean like a court case that's being decided, right? A judgment has been met out, you know, something like that. But when they're used together in this fashion, uh, I was listening to a study by Eddie Chumney one time. Um, which, uh, which do we, do we know how he's doing, by the way, as far as yeah, COVID? Yeah, he's he doing, doing better. He's recovered. That's he's good. Getting, he's getting things ready. Praise God. Make some decisions. Praise God. I know that he, um, he had COVID there, and so we were praying for him. And, uh, yeah, he was like six days in the hospital. Wow. And he got out. Man. He's doing much man. better. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. So, but I was also teaching by him one time, and he was talking about the Hokim and the Mishpatim being the horizontal commandments and the vertical commandments. The ones that deal with God, how to love God, and how to love others. So how is that di- distinguished? Uh, between the Hokim and the Mishpatim. So what are Hokim? Hokim are going to be, I think, vertical commands. They're vertical? I believe. I believe. This has been a little bit. But I believe Hokim is going to be vertical commands. Mishpatim are going to be the ones amongst your fellow man. Interesting. And so what you can do is, you know, it's, you know, Jesus even says, right? He says, love God. Right, with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. All the Torah and commandments hang on these things, right? And against, you know, right, you get the idea. Right. So the the idea here is that where can I find that? Well, there's like a whole text of <laughs> lots of different things where God puts it together for us and says, these are my hokim, these are my mishpatim, this is how you deal with, you know, me, this is how you deal with others. Um, you know, one of the other things I think he was saying, as I as I recall, was that the the vertical commands a lot of times will be the sort of thing that like maybe doesn't make that much sense to you in the natural, right? Right. Maybe you haven't quite picked it up, um, you know exactly what why you're doing that. Some of these things might be growing out the peyote, you know, right. or not, you know, cutting the corners of your beard, which Pulling I know the kid in its mother's milk. Boiling kid in its mother's milk, or or maybe it's um, circumcision. Right from a pragmatic standpoint, I'm, I'm sure we can come up with reasons why not to, or why to do it. But God said so, and that's really the reason why we do it. Because you got to really be motivated <laughs> on that one, you know. That's true. Um, and so, but then there's other ones. It's like, hey, don't steal. You know, don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Right. Um, don't covet. These are are things that go between us. Right that make sense. They make pragmatic sense. There's a value to that. Hey, I'm not going to do that to others, and I really don't want other people doing it to me, so I'm really glad that we've created this safe boundary, you know, and I think that's um, where God... The know, word commandment says 4687. Which is... Which commandments. Word? What's the word, though? Do you know? Mitzvah. Mitzvah. So it's like good Maybe deeds. Judgments is actually 4941. Judgments is 4941, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the statutes and judgments. Statutes and judgments. And then the commandments are 4687. Commandments is 4687. And that one is mitzvah? Mitzvah. Right. So that's going to be like the good deeds. Mitzvah. Mitzvah. Um, cool. Yeah, it is cool. I like it too. So um, It's all important. It, well, it is. And you, so we, that's why we got the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's right. And then it, it says in verse 18 also today the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people. Well, okay. I want you to put your heart and soul into the statutes and judgments and keep my commandments and my ways and my decrees, all those things, right? Right. And guess what? 
you're my special people because of this. That's right. Because that's the covenant. It's it goes both ways, right? And Deuteronomy twenty six nineteen says, "And to make thee high above all nations, which he hath made in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he hath spoken." What a privilege! That is so true. What a privilege. So here's the question. Why would God choose a people that would be above all others for keeping his covenant and hearing his voice? Mm. Here's my answer. Okay. Um, God chose Israel to be a light to the nations. Hallelujah. They weren't great in number. They were few in number. Sure. It says, and then he says that I've used you and I want to use you to come back into the promised land to get rid of the uh, enemy nations. Yeah. that are contained within there. See, that that's the thing about the righteousness of God and, and Christ is that he wants to move righteous people into dark darkness, into the, you know, be the light. Sure. So God chose Israel to be a light to the nations. Very I, interesting. I, th- I look at it like that. I look at it like OEM standards, you know, original equipment manufacturer standards, right? So there's all these people out there doing all kinds of crazy stuff with the stuff that somebody's manufactured, but it was designed for a purpose. And so what God is showing us is that, hey, I've created you, and this is how you maintain this, you know, say it's a vehicle. You know, this is how you maintain the vehicle, change the oil, use this type of oil, not this type of oil. Right. Can you use this other type of oil? Sure. You could probably get away with it, at least for a time, that's but you right. really need to be using this type that's of oil. That's true. You know, that's the idea is when I look at these things, that OEM idea that, you know, God created us. He laid these things out for us because this is going to be a better design. And I can tell you it bears fruit. I mean, just personally in my own life that it bears fruit, and hey, Jesus says that you'll know them by their fruit. Amen? Well, why don't you take uh, Deuteronomy 27, the altar at Mount Evil. Me? I get the, 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 the yeah. altar at Mount Evil? Because you've been there. I have. Have you, have you been to Joshua's I've altar? I've not stood on I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it. I was standing on, I believe, a Lomaray, and you can see it on Mount Evil gotcha. from where I was. And so I saw it with my binoculars. So let's go ahead and do the questions. All right, so what was put on stones with plaster after they entered the promised land? All the words of this law. So they wrote the Torah on the altar? I know. Wow, how detailed is that? What a cool thing to do. Wow. Man, I think we should build like a house and write the Torah on it, you know? Call it like a house of Torah or something. Bait Torah. Ooh. (laughs) What was built, uh, what was to be built at Mount Abel? An altar. An altar. So this is famously referred to nowadays as Joshua's altar, right? Because Joshua ends up being the one who builds this altar. That's true. But it is prescribed here by God to Moses in Deuteronomy. Very interesting. It is. The mandate given to an Ephraimite. Well, and there's some pomp and circumstances, right? So you you build the altar, but then guess what? Now there's going to be some things that they do, right? So it says the following six tribes were to stand on Mount Gerizim, to bless the people. So the blessings are proclaimed from right. Mount Gerizim, the Mount of Blessing. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. All right? Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And then the following six tribes were to stand on Mount Ebal, Mount Ebal to curse, right? So they're going to stand on the Mount of Cursings to proclaim the cursing. And this is going to be Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. Now... Now, real quickly here, because I know you can share, Ryan, uh, some more stuff. I just want to make it clear that that nothing's cursed in Israel. Right. They're pronouncing the curse if you don't do these things from Mount Ebal, but right. it's not cursed. Right. The mountain's not cursed. Right. And these people aren't cursed. They're just the witnesses to say, 
if you don't do these things, the curse will come upon you. And that's the, the difference between well, the, the and, blessing and, and the curse. To your point, the the city in the valley in the middle is Shechem. And what does that on mean? On the shoulders of. And so what is yeah. that a picture of? That's where you get the devil on one side, the angel on the other. You know. So Mount Evil on one side yeah. and Mount Gerizim on the yeah. other. Well, if the right hand is probably Mount Gerizim, this is probably Mount Evil on the shoulders Whichever of. Whichever direction. And that's where Joseph's it. buried. Jacob's well, all kinds of cool stuff. Right. Where 200,000 Arabs live. And yeah. What's the name of the city in, in, in Arabic? Or uh, Nablus. Nablus. Yeah, which is a derivative Shana. of yeah. the the Latin name or the Roman name, which was Neapolis. Interesting. And so they just gave it the, the Roman name. So really it's just anti-Semitism at work again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I was trying to figure out, you know, when I saw that uh, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin were on there, I was thinking, okay, maybe it's like the more righteous tribes <laughs> on Mount Gerizim. But then they threw Simeon in there, and Simeon's probably like, you know, known for being the least righteous of the well, tribes. Well, Simeon and Levi were the ones that cut the hamstrings I know, but the animals and everything. And Levi seems to have taken at least a better direction by serving the Lord through, you know, the work of the tabernacle. Whereas Simeon, you know, he was the one with Cosby, right? The leader of Simeon. Um, That's right. In the story of Pincus. That's right. And then his, his tribe diminished probably That's because right. of some sort of a rebuke by the people. So, anyways, I threw that out the window. I don't have a really good reason why no, they split them the way they did. I, I never really studied that. All right, so get if, out the chumash. <laughs> yeah, let me get the chumash. Chumash. Uh, I have one of those thanks to a good friend who, yes, who gave me one. I know all about it. So, a person was cursed for removing his neighbor's landmark. Wow, boundary lines. Mm, yeah, so we learned just what one or two Torah portions ago not to move the boundary mark. Right. Now we're learning that there's a curse if you do. And so a person was also cursed for preventing the judgment perverting. on a perverting, sorry, the judgment on the stranger, fatherless and widow. Don't take advantage of them. Don't do them wrong. Find out who the the fatherless and the widows are in your church. Yeah. And, Bless them. and I'll tell you what, as I've gotten older, right, and I'm in a position to be helpful or hurtful in some ways, uh, when I encounter situations where I have the ability to take advantage, right, I'm very cognizant of this. Right. Because, you know, you could, you know, a widow who needs help, right? We've got a widow that's moving this weekend and the youth are helping that's her. That's right. That's right. Um, but imagine that you you could be in a position to take advantage or get some personal gain out of helping a widow. You know, somebody that's older needs help, doesn't have you know, is is trusting, doesn't right. have you know, um, you know, a male helpmate around to, right. to work with them. Not good. Same with the fathers, and same with the stranger. Somebody that's come that doesn't know their way around. You you know, people do that. They take advantage of them. It's oh not yeah, good. And so a person was cursed for lying with his sister. Enough said. You know, just going back to, you know, the the widows and orphans, the fatherless, you know, Haman didn't realize what he was dealing with when he went after Esther, you know. She had lost her parents and she was a an orphan, yep. fatherless. Not smart. No. Yeah. He didn't he, he didn't end well for him yeah. or his sons, remember? Right. If you bring harm to them, you will pay the price and die, and so will your children. That's right. That's right. Until we get to Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Wow. And then the, the sons no longer pay for the That's sins true. of the father. But uh, I will say this, uh, in what the story of Esther, which we're not even close to Purim right now, but what a cool story, what a drama, what a turn of events. When we think all is lost and there's nothing we can do. I, I know. Boom, Esther's a Jew? What? 
And remember, she hid her identity until it was time, just like she we, did. like we have done. Haman did now we're not, not see that coming. No, we're not hiding our identity. No, no, no. We got a horse in the race. We got we're a horse grafted in, the race. in. That's right. So, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-seven and verse twenty-six says this: It says, "Cursed be he that confirmeth not the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen." Amen means so be it. Drop in the pen. Now listen. Why, 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 why would you put yourself in the boat with the people saying that they're not going to confirm the words of this law? You know, you know, Deuteronomy 13 is a very good point that the Jewish people make to the evangelicals and to the Christian culture, the Christian groups, um, all denominations, basically the church or Christianity. Right. They can't accept the church as Jesus because he's not Jewish. You mean to read it to you real quick? Well, yeah, I mean, go ahead and just read a little bit of it. It says, If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you signs or wonders, and the sign or wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you. So, so yeah, so basically, so everybody understands this listening or watching both. I mean, the thing is, you know, you can't go to Jewish people and say the law has been done away with. Jesus just wants you to do the New Testament now, and there's grace and mercy, and they're not going to accept that Jesus because Jesus is Jewish. Now, yeah. was, he is Jewish, he kept the Torah. He was Torah observant. Right. He, he was the Torah made sure. flesh. So we got to be careful because now if you want to go after the Orthodox Jews, you can't use that, that, that Jesus, that Greek Jesus. Well, more importantly than just— Because remember, he did signs, wonders, and miracles. He sure did, yes. And they're, and they're saying to the Jewish people, the Orthodox, hey, but Jesus did signs, wonders, and miracles to prove that he was the Messiah. But then the Jews would say yes, but he would never go against Torah. Well, so. and, and to your point, um, we should be concerned about that as well. It's not just from a Jewish perspective. Right. Our Messiah has to follow the same guidelines in the Torah. We were, I mean, Lars was preaching last night, right? And he's saying that, you know, when Jesus is talking to the men on the road to Emmaus, right. he's opening to them the scriptures. And Moses, yeah, and the prophets. Right? Moses and the prophets. And showing them in Moses and the prophets, Mo, we're in Moses right now, in Deuteronomy, Moshe, yeah. that uh, th- who the Messiah is and what's supposed to come and what's supposed to happen and all of these things. So... We need to be cued into that that wavelength and not to the wavelength of some other person that would say, hey, let's go after the lawless one, right? Let's go after some other other system or some other God. Anybody turning people away from the Torah? Not good. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give grace and mercy to the church because I know that God himself took the feasts and the Sabbath away from them and he's restoring them in these last days. And so I'm not going to sit here and proclaim false prophet i'm going to say misguided is the word that right. i would choose to use right because i would want the same grace and mercy for me right but there's no doubt that it's an error in scripture and it's a heresy and 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 it's another way of expressing our faith by keeping the torah and doing it right by the spirit because here's the thing who it says in first john 3 4 whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law for sin is the transgression of the law 
Sin is the transgression of yeah, the law. Yeah, so basically if the Greek word is is nomos for law, yep. it still has the same principle and purpose. Yeah. You know, and so there's like I heard it said in Dake's annotated Bible that uh there's a thousand commandments in the New Testament. Right. Only six hundred and thirteen in the Old Testament. So the whole concept is here is that we're justified by the finished work of the of of, of you know of the cross. We're justified by that, by the right. finished work of the cross. We're justified. Now we're being sanctified and set apart. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting too, because now we have a lot in common with the Jewish people to build relationships with them and see the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles as we keep Shabbat and the dietary laws, the feast days, just the real simple things, you know. And so that is is quite exciting. Um you know, also in Matthew 5, Yeshua gives an incentive. You know, those that teach it and live it will be greater in the kingdom than those that don't teach it, don't live it. He says, and to your point, what you just said, Paul also says in Romans 6.1, you know, because you, you gave the definition for sin. Right. Simple definition, transgressing the law. So Romans 6.1, Paul says this, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And verse 2, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? What what version or what verse is that? Romans the, Romans six one and two, and then three. God so, forbid. Yeah, yeah. Certainly <laughs> not. Awesome. God forbid. So praise the Lord. This is incredible, everybody. Uh, and remember, the lawless one's coming. The spirit right. of Antichrist is already here. Right. I had a guy say one time in a book I was reading. A book. He says the uh, the body of the Antichrist can be found on the internet. Not good. Imagine that. The World Wide Web. So in Deuteronomy chapter 28, we're going to get into the blessing for obedience. The blessing for obedience. What was going to overtake the children of Israel if they were obedient to the Lord? Blessings. Imagine you're obedient and you can't even get away. The blessings are just like heaping. Heaps. Heaping on top of you. Heaps. (laughs) Oh, I tell you. The children of Israel shall be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Hallelujah. Uh, Why mama? Yeah. Bill Carter. Uh, I like this one. People would be afraid of Israel. See, that's what kind of is happening with us. Right. They'll come at us and want to poke at us and stuff, yeah. but but they're afraid of us. They criticize. What does it you always in. say? People criticize what they don't understand. Yeah, people yeah. criticize what they don't understand. So people would be afraid of Israel. And, you know, right now, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East, mm. bar none. Yeah. I think the closest democracy would probably be India. Then you're going to start getting into the Far East. Uh, The children of Israel would be plenteous in three areas. Number one, in the fruit of the body. Number two, in the fruit of their cattle. And number three, in the fruit of the ground. And then you have fruit of the loom. I was about to say the same thing. And the fruit of the womb. (laughs) In the fruit of the ground. In the fruit of the cattle. In the fruit of their body. Uh, in Deuteronomy 28, 13, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Right. Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. So what will come upon the children of Israel if they do not listen to the voice of the Lord and keep his commandments? All these curses. Wow, all these curses. You know, in this verse that you just read, chapter 28, verse 13. 15? Oh, 13, yeah. 28, 13. It says that if thou thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, 
that idea to hearken to them. People can hearken to them in different ways. In a Greek mindset, you hearken to them by thinking they're a good idea or academically studying them or understanding them. But God says to observe and to do them, which is the right. Hebrew mindset of the doing. You know, and so for us today, we 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 are putting the two together. You know, the way we think and the way we act that we need to 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 mirror the two. That's true. That's true. You know, as we get into the uh, the blessings for obedience, um, it actually goes. I guess. I guess it's. I, I would say the blessings go from uh, verses two to fourteen. Mm. Okay. Okay. So basically, verse fifteen. To 68 is bad news. That's a lot more. <laughs> From my understanding. So, what is it? so it's 15 to 68 curses. Blessings is only 14 verses. Uh, but when it's good, it's good. I'd like a double order of 2 through 14, please. Listen, I mean, imagine this. The heaven will be like brass and the earth like iron if the children of Israel are disobedient. Deuteronomy 28, 23. Uh, Deuteronomy 28.30. Boy, this is terrible. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Oh, that's just... Bad awful. love life. That's not good. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. It reminds me of the verse that talks about you'll gather your increase, and there'll be holes in your pockets. Oof. Oh, look, I got $100. Oh, where did it go? Oh. If the children of Israel were disobedient, a sore botch that cannot be healed was going to appear from the sole of the foot to the top of the head. A sore botch? Listen, I've had a staph infection before on the side of my head and had a boil on my rear end. Yeah. Like a, like a staph, and I got yeah. it from, from the gym. Oh. And this was before COVID and everything, and it was, it was so painful. I still have a scar right here yeah, where, I see it. where it was. Yeah. Um, so think about that. This is not good. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not think about In it. In their actually. disobedience, the locusts would consume the crops after they were planted. Now, in hindsight, we, we know all this came true. Yeah. So in Deuteronomy 28, 45, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. They'll come upon you. Well, I tell you, when I cried out to the Lord, Ryan, I tell you, I, I really cried out. Yeah. But let's continue on in the curses, and then I'll share my little testimony. The Lord promised to bring a nation from far away to destroy his people if they were disobedient. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The children of Israel would have to eat their own sons and daughters if surrounded by their enemies. Ashley Josephus documents this. This is actually documented. Even during the Babylonian siege. Eating, and eating their own sons and eating daughters. Eating their own sons and daughters. Ouch. That's horrendous. That's, that's horrendous. That's about as bad as it gets. Israel's disobedience could bring every kind of sickness and plague upon them. See? Think about COVID-19 and all the variations now. Now there's a Delta variation, a Delta variance, you know, yeah. or whatever. You know, because we, we, we're not, there's no repentance. You know, it actually says in Revelation... And they repented not of their sins. And they knew that so this was the wrath of the Lamb. And they repented not of their sins. So the whipping keeps coming. It's not good, folks. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, 64. I mean, this is horrendous. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, 
from the one end of the earth even unto the other, and there shalt and, and there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. You know, uh, going back to the curses. You know, man, I was. I was not living the way I needed to live, and you know, all kinds of stuff was happening going on. And man, I just hit rock bottom. I cried out to God. I mean, my car was broken into. I got bronchitis. I mean, I broke up my girlfriend. It was horrible. All kinds of stuff. Just it was just coming down like just curses. And I just cried out to God, save me. You know, Lord, I'm I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm wicked. I need I need you. I just called out the name of Jesus. Wow. And he just marching ninety two came in my came in my apartment, man, in the evening like there. And I remember kneeling and facing this certain wall, and just I went like through like a mem- metamorphosis, something like that, you know. And uh, and Jesus was in the room. And he was just consoling me, and it was just powerful that so many things happened on that day that just opened up the heavens for me. That more happened in that day than my whole life up to that point, as far as experiencing God. Wow. You know? And it just changed my life, and I, I just can't—I can't forget it. And here we are today. I can't forget it. I just can't forget it, you know. And so I want to encourage all of you that we are participating with God. Yes. I just want to participate with God, and sometimes it gets ugly, it gets nasty, it gets hard, you know. But at the end of the day, I want to—I want to put me in, Coach. Yeah. Put me in. I'm put Rudy. me in the game, Coach. I'm Rudy. Oh. The calls are coming in now. They sure are. But anyway. Um, got to fix that little device there so yeah so you know when you think about it you know when, it, when it's bad it's bad ryan but boy when it's good it's good it's good you only need 14 verses to be good you know uh lars was talking about uh the verses you know throughout her says when you go into the land so you know moses is is prophesying these things god is saying these things you know moses is repeating them and it's when you go into the land uh this is going to happen or there and you do this and you do that right uh, not if you go into the land, when you go into the land. So God knew they were going to go into the land. And so that's the reason that he was able to prophesy these things like, and the Lord will scatter thee among all people because he's going to kick them out. Hey, look, you're, if, you, if you're going to come into the land and you're going to be in the holy place, the people that are here, this is, the, this is my kingdom. And that was what was interesting is he says, the kingdom is where God is in charge, where his rule, where his will is done. And the, the nation of Israel, that land, is, is likened to the kingdom, that if you go in there claiming to be part of the kingdom, you're a citizen of the kingdom, and you don't behave in, manner, uh, in like manner with the king and his rule and right. his will, then right. you're going to get thrown out. You know, it's interesting, after we finish up this cycle, we've had almost 15,000 podcast listens. Wow. When we go into this season, uh, this And that's just the audio, season, right? From my understanding. I'd have to go and check the video. But anyway, um, the good news is we're going to be doing the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. Woohoo! We're going to show you the cross references of where this is found in the Old Testament, yeah. why it's relevant for today. Because he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and we are his subjects. That's right. He is a king. And uh, so I'm going to let you take it from here, uh, Ryan, in the covenant renewal. That's right. So uh, the renewal of the covenant, chapter 29. What two things did not wear out while the children of Israel were in the wilderness? Their clothes and their shoes. Their clothes and Boy, their shoes. Boy, I got shoes. eight kids. That would be awesome. That's right. What a special. That's right. Now, now, real quick, I just want to read the first couple verses. It says, these are the words of the covenant. Why don't you go and read all nine verses? Oh, okay. You want to read a little bit, then sure. expound? Sure, sure. Go ahead. I could do that. Because we've got time. These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. So this is a secondary 
uh, covenant or a right. or a reiteration of the right. same covenant. That's right. Why do you think he's doing that? Because there's a new generation. Because there's a new generation. So he wants to make sure that, new look, generation. you're getting ready to go into the land. So I got to prep you because if you go into the land, I got to warn you, he's doing all these things to make sure that they're That's aware. Right. You can't say he didn't tell you. That's right. All right. So now Moses called all Israel and said to them, you have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. The great trials which your eyes have seen, the signs and those great wonders, yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes and ears to hear, or eyes to see, sorry, and ears (coughs) to hear to this very day. And I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn out on your feet. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or similar drink, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you came to this place, Sihon, the king of Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us to battle, and we conquered them. We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh. Therefore, keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. Man, I just, if that's not a theme of what God says, hey, just do what I tell you. Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. Do what I tell you and everything is going to go well with you. It goes back to God's heart. So as we look at this, what two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion from Key. Pastor Nick Plummer? Kitavo. I would say, number one, we are a special treasure in the hand of God. Think about that. Hallelujah. He doesn't wear you. He holds you. Right. He's holding us up. Number two, be obedient to God, and he won't put any of the curses on you. Yeah, that's good. That's why Teshuvah is a time for us to reflect. And, and, and in closing, for me, <coughs> the thing that I want to share is we have to tap into the heart of God. It's not the heart of God for us to be selfish and self-centered and to serve ourselves. Right. The heart of God is to serve others. Think of others more highly than they do yourself. I can't say that enough. Let's find the heart of God. And the heart of God is the Hebrews of the Christian faith movement to mature us, to give us to be responsible, and for us to, to, to shake the hand and, and hug our brother Judah, the Jewish people and Israel and respect Judaism and to come alongside and be a support mechanism for them and to love them, respect them. But I can't say it enough. The reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles is happening. And Beit Tehila is a congregation that's been doing it for some time now. And we are expecting great things in the days ahead. That's great. Um, I got two. Um, you know, the first one is that the Torah is relevant for today. That's good. Uh, you know, it said in one of these verses that we read, um, where is it? Um, it says, Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. And that's Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 26. Um, you know, I don't want that curse on me, right? So I'm going to at least confirm it, and I'm going to do my best to do it, and I'm going to rely on the grace of of God right. through his son, Jesus and Christ. And his principles and purposes. And what he paid right. for my sin for the rest of it. That's right? right. But I'm going to at least try to do my part. You don't have to. You get to. Oh, amen. It's like when somebody loses their possession, you give it back to them. You just did the law. Look for the principles and purposes. That's right. You know, I, I don't know the exact number, but someone said that over over 200 
commandments are in regard to the temple. Oh yeah. So if you want to go and go in and start, you know, well, if you break one, you break them all. This is all immaturity. Sure, sure. You know, so my thing is, you know, look at all the things we get to do. Yeah, I've seen it broken down one time as like two hundred something commands that were applicable that we could even do. Like some of you can't even do. So right. applicable for today. So anyway, look for the principles and purposes. So my second one is that uh, God has kept His promise. He said in verse twenty eight sixty four. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all the people from one end of the earth even unto the other, and there, and there sh- thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. And so I look at this, and I think that I— So God has kept his promise to bring them back? He just kept his promise to scatter them. Oh, God kept his promise <laughs> to scatter them. Well, that ain't no good. Uh, <laughs> um, but the hope, you know, the, the P.S. to that letter, right, is that he's going to bring— the people back, but he's going to bring the ones back that have a desire to hear his voice and keep his covenant. Amen. That's good because, you know, uh, because of the Holocaust, the, the Jewish people became a burnt offering. Right. They were, the, the nation was totally consumed right. as a burnt offering. Over 6 million Jews, 1.5 million children. And, and a lot of Gentiles lost their lives too. Don't get me wrong on that. But I'm just saying that the principle is that, and then, and can a nation be born in a day? Boom. Yeah. So because of the Holocaust and the loss, God created a nation. That's right. And in Amos, and actually in Amos, I want to close with this. Uh, Famous Amos? Yes. In Amos. This is actually quoted by the former prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. In uh, chapter 9, verse 15 of Amos. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. Hallelujah. So they're never going to be pulled up again out of the land. Praise God. That's good news. Well, you want to close us out in prayer? Yes. Father, oh, hallelujah, we just love you and thank you. We thank you, God, that you have given us your word, Lord, that we can study in a, a free nation, Father, that we can sit here and that we can broadcast out to the world. Nobody's stopping us from doing this, Father. And so we're so grateful for that, Lord, that you have given us the freedom to do this. And so where we are, where we're scattered, Father, we're holding on to your promise that you are going to gather us here in what we believe today being the last days. And so we're we're hanging on to your promises, Father, that the blessings are going to be upon us for our obedience, for our desire, for our zealousness, for our love, and the fact that we never turn away from you and serve other gods, Father. And so we lift up your Son, Yeshua, Father, above everyone, Father, so that all men, women, and children could see him, Father. And we bless his name as well, Father. In Yeshua's mighty name, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, guys, if you need me, Ryan at twopraise.net. Uh, make sure you guys are liking and subscribing. If you made it this far, come on, help me out. You know what I mean? You watch this whole thing, go for it. That's all right. right? Uh, share the podcast, share the YouTube video, put a comment. Comments really help us, all that kind of stuff. Any type of activity helps us. So uh, do that for us. I'll be very, very grateful. Uh, bless you guys. Have a great week. <laughs>